Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is N.E. Unleashed. Now without further ado. Let's just jump right into it. Welcome back to part two, and if you haven't already, listen to the previous episode to get the full scope of my conversation with the very awesome Daniel Storm. And if you did, enjoy what comes next. I had a wonderful opportunity to actually work with my friend, like in an actual in the same department and everything. And I got so whatever you were talking about how, because he got in a position of training others as well. And he was in that position of... um where he got to have some power or some authority in certain areas. And I thought that was really awesome. And I got to really observe because people would, I don't know if people have said the same thing about you, but do people kind of have those moments where they're like, Oh yeah, he's very like off to himself a lot. Like he's very, and then they, they often looked at him as he, like intellectually, they always kind of set him aside because there were louder folks out like in the same room like if you had a guy who was an ENTP blabbering about his intelligence you have a you you kind of pick the one you'd assume that one is smarter than the other especially if this guy's right. just keeping it to himself even though you know the ESTP probably has a lot more in store with him because he's been actively grabbing onto all this information because I know with NE doms we can blab all we want but our NE is empty so it's not like actually it's it's not actual it's not like ni where we actually have a point where we're going from it's just for the sake of talking so some people can make that mistake of observing the wrong competency and having been around him and i would hear other people making those same judgments i'm so quick to just kind of react and be like don't like don't be all this right away with these folks because you don't know when they open their mouth you don't know what they're gonna bring out that's gonna cut you because he always he holds back so much of himself. <laughs> he's um he's a six nine four in the enneagram. Okay, which is very it's not it's an oddball I think for ESTPs because he's he's SX dom too. So it's SX SP six four nine or six nine four, and huh. it's huh. it's a very interesting combination. He's very to himself. But when he when he criticizes, it can cut, and I'm here for it. Here for the here for the cutting. When I made that tweet about is like um EPs need to be more or Ian like you know ETPs need to be more ruder. I, I need it in my life because it's just full realness. Like it's just yeah. full raw se realness. It's just like you are this, and then it doesn't even matter what any like. Oh, maybe I did this one time. It doesn't matter. Do you do this? Yes or no? And yeah. it's very I don't. <laughs> it's just it's great and he holds back he has a nine fix he holds back and i'm always like come on man this is this is fantastic but back to the whole initial story about um drawing parallels to what you said about yeah. um just being able to do your own thing because like, you got to work in the military and you got that whole you know going down he was always the one to first criticize if something wasn't gonna go right in the plan because he was in the field Whereas the folks on the desk were only on the desk. So there was, a, there was a clash there that he would be like, I'm the one out there making it happen. I can mm-hmm. telling you what I'm seeing. Don't just trust some random person telling you data numbers that he probably only pulled out of his ass because he was an end right. user. <laughs> <laughs> I 
he's like, don't just trust. And like me as the Annie doll, and I'm sitting there going like, yeah, he did pull it out of his ass. Like I was like, that really, that, th- that other person really did. And I'm just like following through with the thing because like I knew, I knew where it was coming from. But um, sometimes we had a we had a boss that was operating on fear a lot, so it was very hard for for that. Um, and then you had a counterphobic six, such as my friend, and a seven in the field. It's just kind of, it, it countered so hard because she'd be like, oh my goodness, I don't know, it might go wrong. And then you have people like him who's like, I don't care if he calls me out. And I'm like, ooh, CEO, where? Like, it's very, the vibe, it's very, we're very bright in the field. And it's just so funny. Um, and so, yeah, like there's situations like I've never understood power dynamics in positions necessarily i mean even as an spso like i knew i understood it in theory i just didn't like how it was done in practice because i don't understand the fear concept about it like why are you afraid to talk to your owner about something you know would help them right they fire you then they didn't deserve your advice and they didn't deserve your presence either like it Mm -hmm. goes both ways because i understood leadership as a role rather than you know a god so it was very yeah like it's a job not a god like it's it's totally different so when people would come up, like there would be situations where the owner of a company or the company we were working for at the time would show up and he'd like order these things. And I'm like, he has an idea. It's our job to fulfill it. I mean, I don't see, he doesn't ask us to do it correctly. So what's the big deal? Like, just make it happen then. And then the other person's like, oh no, but what if he sees this and does this? And, that? and I'm like, okay, are you sure this is what he wants or is this what you want? I'd like to know, like at least own up if this is what you want. Because right. I don't need you using somebody else's name to, you know, right? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you tell me the owner's name if really all you want is imposing your own standards? I don't get it. Just impose your own standards. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, think, I think you're you're right when you talk about people operating out of fear. I think that happens a lot more than people realize. And I think we've relabeled it so many times in our current society to be something else, cautious, careful, or all these things where it's like, no, you're unwilling to be who you are and to say what you think and to be open to being criticized. Okay. Like if we were all more open to criticism and being able to take it in a good way. And if when we gave criticism, it was from a a side of trying to educate or to care, Mm -hmm. then the whole process would only get better. You know, and I mean, I had, and, and this to this day, I have, okay, so I have a buddy that I still am in contact with from when I was in the Air Force. He, um, he was one rank lower than I was, and we had um, several jobs that were given to us in tandem. These are what were considered extra duties, so it wasn't what we were trained for when we joined the military, but it's extra jobs that just have to get done. Okay. One of them was yeah. like unit deployment manager, okay? So for everybody in our 300-plus person unit, Anytime somebody deployed overseas, we were in charge of that person, the training they needed, the equipment they needed, the timeline they had to get things done by, purchasing everything that it took, including travel, anything to get them to their location on time was our responsibility. Gotcha. Okay. Okay? Um, And so we worked together on that. We were also given, um, and I was the primary, he was the alternate, um, our unit security manager, right? So anybody who needed security clearances, whether it was to process them as new, to renew old ones, to upgrade them, to downgrade them, to, you know, anything, paperwork had to be signed off saying that they're authorized. We were the people that it went through. Um, 
And we were also on the board for all of the training for any that anybody in our unit needed. So it was a awesome. lot of big yeah. jobs that were required. Um, and they all took a lot of time. Yeah. Like normally those are all jobs spread out amongst different people. But for some reason they decided they could just pile it all on us. And I told, I told my commander, I said, listen, I want you to rank the importance of each of these jobs. Which one comes first? Which one comes second? Which one comes third? I said, because there will be a time when we're not going to be able to do all of them. And they're mm -hmm. all going to need something. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to be able to fill all of it. It yeah. just isn't going to get done. I'm telling you this now before it happens so that when it happens, you know that I tried to mitigate this as best I could. Right? And so she it's told me, she's like, okay. This moment. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, and gave me her, her structure for it. I was like, all right, that's fine. You know, they're all her programs. I'm just managing them. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. Um. So the time came. We had 15 people deploying all at one time. Okay? <laughs> and we had an inspection for the security side of the job. Mm. And we had annual training training coming up and i knew this was all going to happen i knew this was all going to happen yeah and, and this does happen like this, yeah, is, this yeah. is a thing it's ridiculous but it all happened yeah and, and so i told her i said listen these security checks are not going to get done because i have these 15 people whose lives are in my hands for the next six months right they're deploying and i'm not going to leave them short the equipment gear or training that they need to survive and come back to their families mm -hmm. not going to do it okay um, so this is the point where unofficially I get to tell you, I told you so. And, um, either you can do the job, which you say you don't have time to, or you give me somebody else who's not a part of this deployment process to put into the position for these other jobs. I can manage them. I can answer questions, but I cannot full on take the time it takes to write the letters, give the recommendations, right. sign the paperwork, have the meetings. I don't have time for all of that. Yeah. You know, and um, she hated me. My commander <laughs> hated me. She, I love how that was the response. <laughs> That's the reaction. Yeah, she hated me because it made her look bad. Okay. This is the kind of person I was dealing with. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, because I grew up using computers, I did something that very few people in the military did. Instead of storing all of my emails in the cloud server that they have mm -hmm. that runs out of your allotted space, I told it to save all my emails to my computer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I had more than enough space for any email I got. I had emails from four years ago that I held on to. Gotcha. Um, I did because I had emails from her then telling me to operate a certain way. So then in mm -hmm. present time, when I was still doing what she said, she's like, no, you're going to get written up for this. I said, ma'am, here's the email you sent me telling me to do this. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> right? And I straight, you know, I never did it in front of other people other than the people that she was pulling into these meetings. You know, my captain, my civilian leadership. Um, and so only my, the people that needed to hear it, basically. Yeah. 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 Said, Listen. I told you, in, and I had, I did everything by email, mm -hmm. everything, and you have it written down. I said, listen, I told you this was going to happen a year ago. I told you that I needed these things to make it even possible 
and I told you the best way of going about it, and you ignored all of it, I got no response. You'll find no email back telling me how to fix this issue. Well, there we go, right? You know, so this is on you. You literally, and if, and I told her, I said, if you write me up, if you dock pay, because that's, that's a large part of how the military structure works, is like the penalties is you can get written up, and you can go through the whole paperwork chain, which mm -hmm. it would be pointless for her to, to write me up because I had a flawless record. Mm. And so one piece of paper is going to be meaningless. Mm. Or like the commander can decide to dock X amount of pay. Yeah. And I told her, if you take any action against me, I'm going to take all of this to the IG. I'm going to go to the, the oh, inspector and show them that you're being unfair, that this is not according, you know, this is just not legit. I'm following yeah. what me to do. I told you it was going to fail. It failed, and now you want to punish me for it. it just so, own up, right? Like, the person just yeah. own up to yeah. it and just make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she hated me. She tried to bury me under work, and I just kept telling her I couldn't do it. Because that's what <laughs> it was. It was really funny because the um, senior enlisted leadership um, who works out of the Pentagon in yeah. Washington, right? Um, had said, listen, you need to tell your leadership if they're giving you too much work, if you can't do it, if it's mentally detrimental, because this was at a time when the Air Force numbers were at their smallest, but we had the most jobs to get done. Yeah. So they were telling us, hey, you need to tell them. And so I was, that's what I was doing. You know, and so it was like all of these things, I'm operating within the boundaries. I might be playing with it, to my advantage, but mm. it's all there in black and white saying I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to do this. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, that was an interesting time. And that's why I needed so much physical outlet. Cause you got that going on and then you had this. <laughs> yeah. It gave me an escape. Yeah. That it actually makes a lot of sense. And, and then I was able to cope and come back in to it and not, just start automatically buried by all of it, but come back in with this fresh feeling of being revitalized and ready to go. Yep. It's funny because I actually have a similar parallel to this with myself. I am not as confrontational as you are. I think with that conversation, I'd rather avoid it as best as I can. However, I was, my people would like mention to me because like, I've had situations where I have to speak up to people of authority against them, which is something that one, my parents are really uncomfortable with, like, cause it's kind of ties in with them a little bit in some ways, but there's also makes other folks uncomfortable because of how blunt I can sound. Cause I guess I don't have the FE necessarily to just, cause I think of it sometimes as a waste of time. So I'll just be like, can we just cut to the chase? And I just want to say what I need right. to say. Um, You're in That's the end. Yeah. Like I don't need, I don't need to make it pretty, but in a, at the same time though, when people kind of ask me certain things like, oh, why are you sounding like this? And I'm like, some guy from upstairs told me that I, if they're wrong, they're wrong and I'm allowed to call it. So I'm operating from the background that I am very allowed to call it because if things do go wrong, who, what's the point of blaming other people? Like what's, I don't understand the point of the, the blame game because the blame game basically is we all just end up sharing it anyway. If that's the right. FE of it, we all end up sharing it. Right. Because, yeah. I didn't take the action to criticize to probably avoid it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like if, so I have situations where I'm like, if I'm not fighting this hard to argue my point, if I knew it wouldn't 
like if there wasn't something I would be fighting for kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because I've always had um, the belief system that's being like pushed on me. That's you have to be humble. You got to be quiet. It's sometimes it's better to just be quiet and follow. And I'm like, yes, I understand that side, especially if you are not capable of speaking up, go for it. However, I was like, I'm not a person that's capable of being quiet. <laughs> like, it's so hard. And like, I was telling to this girl, to this lady, she's, um, I think she's an INTP. And she was asking me about this emergency that situation happened between like family members or something. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm going, I can do the talking for my family if things were to go down. And this is, I know, missing context, but there are some moments where like, let's say friends, family friends have a little conflict and my mom's not really one comfortable to deal with the conflict as an ISFJ. She'd rather just ignore, uh, even sure. though it will keep coming back if you ignore mm-hmm. it, right? It's going to end up coming back. So it's not like it's going to go away. So, but because she's also kind of sensitive in that sense and she doesn't want to engage with it, and my dad's a nine who's not going to engage with it, it leaves it to me to engage, even if I don't want to. And I get uncomfortable because I don't like taking on roles that I feel the culturally I'm an enemy to. Because if I suddenly spoke up, then culturally as a Filipino, this is some 25-year-old speaking to 40-year-olds, like, who do you think you are type of situation. And I'm always having that in my head all the time. I mean, granted, because I've been kind of drilled with that kind of mentality, but I also am annoyed by it because so much time is wasted with keeping up with that kind of, you know, ancestral worship vibe going on. (laughs) Because I'm like, there's this TE side of me that says, you're going to die sooner than I am. So don't get all this with me. (laughs) But at the same time, I have to be a little more tactful. But it's just, I was explaining to the INTP lady, I was like, I can say it. I can be blunt about it. I can be very mean. Uh, but I'm holding back because I also have people out there who really adhere to this belief system and they are very, they're my loved ones. So I can't just do that kind of moment. But at the same time, right. it's just been this dilemma that every kid comes up every now and then that I get like frustrated and I complain to my friends about who one of them being an NISE axis and he'll just tell me, just say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just go for it. Even my FE Don friend was just like, just don't even... Like at the end of the day, you did everything you could that was right. You just need to say it. Like, just go for it. Um, you could fix yeah. it after, right? Because I was like thinking, I'm like, okay, well, if I have to apologize, because I did, like, I did say things, and I went beyond their cultural whatever lines, and it it did hurt me socially. Let's say because people would, <laughs> I don't know if if you're into OPS or anything, but they called it masculine TE or whatever. Where apparently, when I say something, the best way to gauge if you're masculine or feminine TE is if you stop getting invited to things because of how you are. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shoot, because <laughs> I've had situations where I'm like, oh, you think I'm not nice? Let me call up all my friends who say I'm not. <laughs> like it's very, right. it's very angry right. to your face. So it's it's always like, oh gosh. And I'm thinking about, I'm like, is that why I'm not invited to parties anymore? Because people just assume that I'm going to fight them. But I'm like, I only fight them when they're wrong. They just happen to be wrong all the time. <laughs> so I was like, is that my fault? I'm like, do I have to? Sw-? It's always that question of, do I have to swallow? It's not even pride at this point. It's like, I actually have to swallow and let them be stupid. And that's the thing that confuses me. Because it's like, do we got to do that? Is, like, is that? is that what society is teaching us to do is to not, is to let stupidity run amok and, you know, go about this thing? Or you could stop it. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing is, is people, and that's, this goes back to what I was talking about, being open to criticism and, and having criticism come across in a, from a place of caring yes. is people don't want to be told they're wrong, no matter what it is, no matter how stupid the decision is or the thought process is that they're using. Yeah. And some you have to let them fall and hurt themselves before they're going to learn it because they don't, they don't, their, their pride gets in the way. I mean, I've been there. I, trust <laughs> me. I've been there. I've been this bullheaded dude that is not going to listen to anybody and I'm going to do it my own way. And then you fall all the harder. Yeah. Right. And, and so I'm with you. If we can just cut all the, the BS and all of the, side influences cut your pride out mm. be willing to be a part of the group or the tribe or whatever you want to call it and realize that everybody's welfare is is connected to each other which this is like as i'm saying this i'm like this is such an extroverted perspective on it um, <laughs> like we're a unit I'm, we're a group i'm here for it though i get it i'm here for it i'm buying it uh, that we're all going to just benefit yes. from it and, and you know what, I have tons more respect for somebody who's willing to be like, oh, wow, you're right. I was looking at this all wrong and changes their, their, you know, frame of mind or their action to line up with the new truth that even they can see is right. Mm -hmm. than somebody who's just going to be like, no, I'm going to make this work my way. You know, there's, there's just so much more respect for somebody who can accept outside influence and adapt. So... You know, I get, I, it, I don't understand it. I mean, even though I used to be there, I used to be there yeah. uh, and I'm still there sometimes because, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy. What can I say? I'm hard headed anyway. And my SE tells me I can make anything work that I want to make work <laughs> and, and screw the world. I got this, uh, you know, that. That's this. That's the constant internal voice that is hard to overcome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's on one hand I get it, but on the other hand, you're right. It can be a huge waste of time and resources and effort and energy and emotions and whatever. It, yeah. it just can. Especially too, if everything has to be done digitally, so you can't just call these people or you can't be physically to their face and gauge what you need to say right. it's so weird because like i've known people who are slower than others to responses i know there are folks who aren't as technologically you know used to it so you're just always i'm always accounting for limitations that other people may have on themselves and let's say because they're 50 and they just haven't you know explored this and they just purchased a phone you know it's it's all those things right. and Taking it, and then they happen to have opinions that you need to acknowledge because they are like experienced in a certain area and you need to get like my, my whole need of, I know you have a tool, I need to use you, but you're making it harder for me to use you right. because right. you have all these limitations on yourself. Like you have all these barriers and like, I'd love to help you out and like open up these little barriers and be like, no, you can use your phone. Like you totally, it's like, we can do this together. We make, cause I am of the belief that I like my tools to be as awesome as I want them to be. You know, like I don't want these tools to dull. Maybe mm -hmm. that's what I am like with sure. you and the tool thing that you buy. Like I'm conceptually like that with people. Like I view their competencies. I see the skill sets that they, but I don't want them to die. Like I actually don't want these people to kind of go 
low or anything with themselves. But if they dip, I'm like, nope, this is my opportunity to like fix it up, polish it, and make it happen. Because it's just like I, it would be such a, I don't know. I feel I would feel bad if they were to go down because of all the years that they've served their mission or whatever. It's like, come on, man. Like if I need to, like, sometimes I'll my seven kicks in and be like, hey, if you need a drink and just have fun, just to recharge. I'm like, maybe I'm there. <laughs> like I can make that happen. <laughs> No, and I think I think too something that is hard for each generation to accept is that the world is not the same as it was when you were growing up. Oh yeah, right? oh, and yeah. because of those changes, the way that you used to do things, and even if it was the best way then, is not necessarily still the best way. And you've got to be adaptable. You got to let it go and move on to allowing the, the new, younger, hip way of doing it or whatever that you want to call it. Um, and that's something I'm struggling with right now, right? Like, so I grew up and it's like to, to watch something, right? It was like VHS was amazing, okay? No, same. Yeah. I still got it. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> the VHS player that has four heads instead of just two heads to read it, right? Like, like all the... T- Mm-hmm. Like I knew all about this stuff, and now it's like I look at my kids, right? And they've got all these streaming services on demand. You know what? I'm going to watch a season of this thing. And you don't, there's no commercials. <laughs> no commercials. I can start it and and stop it and pick it right back up where I left off. There's no re- rewinding the tape when you're done. There's no waiting the next week for the episode to come up, right? Like like none of those things were there mm-hmm. or are there now. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my goodness, you guys are so spoiled, right? Like you have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to play a video game and you complain about how long, you know, the, the three minutes it takes to download. Well, listen, back in my day, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was 18 different floppy disks that you had to insert just to, just to complete the game. I remember the floppy disk game. Okay. I like, used to do that hard all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, the fl- I, mean, I missed like, that. I missed the floppy disk gig. That was great. So, I mean, life changes around us, and and to realize that the world they're growing up in is completely different from the one we grew up in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't feel as old as I am. Okay, I mm. I, I just don't. Um, I mean, I turned thirty eight in in like four months. I do not. Feel yeah, that's not, but then that's not even old. Like you're no, it's not. <laughs> but when I look at it and go, I still feel 19 and realize that's almost 20. Uh, yeah. Okay? That's almost 20 years ago. That's almost half my lifetime ago. That's, yeah. Okay? Like, that's then true. I'm like, holy cow. You have, what, 22 years till 50, right? Is that how yeah. it is? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like I'm, I'm getting so much closer to that upper end than I... Mm am to where I'm mentally and feel like I am. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost dizzying how different, you know, the perspective is now and realize that, no, I have more in common with 45 and 50 year olds than I do with my 14 year old. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to realize this and, and try to reframe it from their perspective. Here's the world we're in. Cell phones have, this ability to do pretty much anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like pretty much anything. You can get anything you want 
delivered, basically. You don't have to you don't have to do anything. And I look at it and I'm going, Holy cow, you're so lazy, you're not willing to put the work in to get these things. But if I grew up during this time, I wouldn't be. I'd be like, why would I do this work when I can push a button and have it delivered? You yeah, know, it's, it's the whole argument of work harder versus work smarter type of situation. Because right. I, I think my folks come off with that mentality that it's good to work hard. There's value in working hard. You know, the sweat of your brow, blood of your, you know, of the frown yep. or whatever. And they did it. Like, I know they did it. And yet they come and they see me and I'm kind of like TEing my way through everything and just like finding shortcuts and just, right, right. you know, making things easy. And they're going like, you're trying to, you're just being lazy. And I'm going, in a way, I'm trying to balance that mentality or that philosophy because, you know, we still need that endurance capability because if our attention span gets that small, like I was already getting frustrated with a five second advertisement on a Facebook video. And I'm like looking at myself going, Oh gosh, am I turning into that? Am I becoming right. a monster? <laughs> five seconds. It's only five seconds. And I'm like, I'm frustrated. Like, why am I annoyed? It's just, do you remember dial up modems? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah, I did. Right. <laughs> okay. Five you couldn't call, you couldn't make a phone call, oh. and the, the image has to load. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I, you're like, oh, oh, another line of pixels loaded. Well, even at 25, I was kind of a backwards kid in a way because my parents were they didn't even purchase a um a computer till 2000 and like six, I think six or seven like I didn't have access to computers like till, and everybody else had already was starting out their Macs and everything um mm-hmm. and I'd even get and my phone wasn't even like it wasn't even a Blackberry it was just a simple Nokia at 2008 not even yeah not even eight because they were worried that I was gonna be lost or whatever because that's my habit I like getting lost um and I didn't get an Apple until I graduated like two years after I graduated is when I finally no wait no not even I got an Apple once I got my job at the fire tech when I actually got money. <laughs> I was like, let's put down some splurge. And I got myself an Apple phone. You know, it's those moments. And I, it's so behind in a sense, but then I, in a way I also experienced, um, I guess all the previous generation stuff that you guys talk about, like the VHS, the floppy disk life, the ski, the Yeti ski games on like PC oh, yeah. millennium, like ME, like what is it? Windows ME, like been there. Like the My House and playing with the My House gig. Like I was such a bad version. Way back. And it was fun. I mean, I even got to play I mean, I got to play outside. You know, I still did the whole kid sure. outside. But no, nowadays kids are very you know, you get handed an iPad from your mom and you get to just <laughs> watch it happen. No, <laughs> uh, you should listen, you should see my backyard. I I hate I hate doing that to my kids, but you should see my backyard. There's toys everywhere. That's fine, though. I feel like that's yeah. actually... I'm, I'm good with it. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I my kids every day, pretty much, unless there's, like, really bad weather every day. I mean, we've got rain boots and rain jackets. Let's go. Plus, you guys have this weird gene that makes you guys not get... Do you guys get sick when you get rained on? Because I do. No? Yeah, we do. Like, Filipinos, we, that's why we avoid the rain. We can't get, like unless we're in the Philippines and it rains because it rains hot water, so we're okay. But then when we get rain here, like because up here in in the Western world, we get sick. Like everybody gets sick the minute we get hit, and we're always like, take a shower quick because you got rained on. Because we always get sick, and I don't. We look at like the, the Caucasians and the other folks. We're like, how are you guys surviving? 
I'm like, you guys can just, it's like you have a rain shield on your body that you guys can handle rain. And we're like, I love, like, I don't mind rain, but this is why we avoid it because we're so, we don't understand how we can get sick so easily from it. And then other folks, they, they can't. And it's so weird. Everybody. And I kid you not, it's a pat. I don't know if it's a thing, if it's a genetic thing or some kind of racial thing, it might even be, but we avoid it. If you ask any Filipino, we avoid the rain like a flag. It's it's umbrella heaven for us. (laughs) I have a picture of my, well, he's, uh, um, he's 11. He'll be 12 in June. I have a picture of him back when he was, I guess he'd have been six. Yeah. First moved to uh, Mississippi. The first time when I got moved there with the military and he's literally outside on our driveway, dancing in the rain. Like completely drenched and so just a tank top and shorts, and he's like spinning in the rain, loving it. That is, I no, I've never had that situation happen because I couldn't. I was always like, "Don't go in the rain, you're gonna get sick." So I've never been out in the rain like that. That bad. However, snow is a different story. Snow is like it's free game for snow. So I didn't you know, care for whatever cultural issue I had. I'm like, snow, we're fighting in the snow. <laughs> I love driving in the snow before they've like cleared the streets and it's treacherous. It's so much fun. I actually got all of my driving exams during snow time. And I don't know how I survived. It's a lot of prayer. Let's put it that way. It's a lot of Jesus take the wheel moment for me. <laughs> if you take your exam during snow, and you don't crash, you automatically pass. Serious? I was to the point where I was telling people, oh, I take it during the snow. I feel like they're easier on you because they won't go mean. Right. It, it, yeah, because it's like I, I took it both all, all in December. I took my driving exam. So I got, because I don't know how it's, if it's the same in America, but in Canada, we have, you get, the, you get your learners and then you have this thing called the end, the new driver license. And then after the new driver license, you apply after two years of good driving and then you get your class five and then you're fine to drive anywhere now. That's kind of our system. So unless you were driving professionally or you're really good already from a previous, like let's say you came from the Philippines that you've already been driving like for years, you can challenge the course, get class five, like, and then like that. But because I didn't have that experience, I just went through the system. Um, So I got my license 16, got my N at 19, got my class five at 22. Like it's very, I did it all sequential and get it to the point. Um, thankfully I didn't fail any tests. <laughs> Thank goodness. But I was kind of like the entire time. I hate the, I hate multiple choice exams. It pisses me off. I, I don't like it. Everyone's like, it's easy. You just pick the right one. I'm like, you're talking to an any dom. Everything is right. <laughs> Under certain circumstances, this could be the right answer. I had the amount of times I have to clobber my mind. It, it takes work. Like that's, that's the actual, like, I don't know how other people do it. I'm glad in a way that other people don't have to have this process because <laughs> I'm looking at a multiple choice. I don't know. I have a video up of me just taking one for Enneagram and it was a nightmare of just trying to, so do you agree, somewhat agree, fully agree? I'm like, don't do this to me. This is torture. How do any Listen, doms deal with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all have the word agree in there. So in one way or another. I hate it. I abs- It's horrible. Um, now, it's, it is interesting to me to see the difference in perspectives, even just between, like, people confuse any and SE, which I feel like if you have one of those, it's super easy to tell them apart, Yeah, right? Like, like for me, it's super easy to tell if somebody's in me over SE or vice versa, you oh, know, yeah. like, 
Um, but I feel like people on the outside of that get confused by it. But anyway, just to like see the difference between like your perspective, even just on taking like getting your driver's license, right? Like for me, for me it was um, I'm the youngest in my family. I have two older sisters, right? And they like studied the driver's manual like oh, from yeah. before they went to take their test. Right, I flipped through it once, and if I got that a higher score. If that is the realness of SE, yeah, right. Like I flipped through it once, I was like, uh, 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 oh yeah, that's something I should maybe make sure. I, okay, yep, got that. Do 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 do. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, all right. Yep, good. Let's go do this. And you got it. Yeah, and just I got it. Just walked right through it. Damn. <laughs> Dang. It the any held me back so hard. I had to really focus because I I did the similar thing like reading the manual, but I also told myself I'm like I'm not gonna remember all of this. Like at the end of the day, when the crisis hits, am I really gonna start thinking about the the diagonal yellow black lines on on a sign? Like am I really gonna be thinking about that? So I was like, okay, maybe I I didn't know about type at the time, but I think I TE'd it. I had to figure out a shortcut. I had to create a system immediately on the moment because I was going. I'm not going to be able to retain it. I have horrible TI, so I'm not, I'm not going to be able to retain this information properly. Right. And like, I, I have such horrible processing power, so I'm like thinking about this and going, I'm just going to have to... And, like, and there wasn't music in the car, and I always drive yeah. with music. So I was in a huge disadvantage because of coping mechanisms and everything. So I started humming, <laughs> nice. and I started making whimsical sounds as I was driving. Like bopping along yeah. while you're driving. Exactly, so cool. and, just so, and I really hope that the person, but then the person beside me, I think she was an ESFB, like my examiner, because when she was, she was like, bam, when she, when I told her, because you know how apparently you, you can hand a paper, like a little small slip, and it says like, what should she consider from you as a person? Like, do you need to talk more coherently? Do you need to be repetitive? You know that kind of thing. So I just said, yeah. just have some patience, because I might be slow. <laughs> That's literally what I said. And then she looked at it, she goes. <laughs> she like straight up was laugh and I'm going like she goes I'm not gonna trick you don't worry just start going I was like that yeah. doesn't help me but I'm like alright I was like I'll take it but it did ease off a little though because I liked yeah. that whole moment of just like and I had her twice too even after two years she was my same examiner again and it was completely out of chance I got this like I don't know I got this like old overweight heavily bearded guy that <laughs> Seemed like disgruntled that he even had to be awake. So I was like, side glancing the whole time. Like, he didn't say a word, right? Other than like telling me like where to turn so that he could evaluate. That's the only, that's like, never said a thing. I was just like, okay. Like, my tertiary FE is like freaking out over the lack of like, just, you know, like actual communication between people here. We ought to communicate in some way. He's like, Take the next right. Oh my god! Turn left. Take the next stoplight. <laughs> Pull over here. Like seriously, that was that was my instruction. I was like, "All right, dude. You know, like whatever." Oh my god! Like, I pull over. He's like, "We're gonna simulate an emergency pullover." He's like, "Pull over here." So I like pull over slowly. You know, kind of <laughs> coast nice and easy to a stop. Stop. Yeah. Put it in park. Put on my hazards. Like check my mirrors. He's like. Is that all you're going to do? And I'm like, am I supposed to do something else? I was like, yeah. 
yes, that's all I'm going to do. He's like, okay. Like, write something down. And I'm like, is that good? Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> is this intentionally making you doubt yourself in a way? Yeah. Like, what the heck? I was like, all right, whatever, whatever, right? Oh, my gosh. Whatever. I ended up, like, I passed it, no problem. But it was, like, still, it was, like, so different from your experience. It was funny, though. That's insane. I, it's... Also, I have this little gig where I don't ever get taught by family members because, like, my dad tried to teach me driving when he was young. Like, I already got experience a little bit. Like, he got me to hold the wheel at 12. So, like, mm-hmm. way a few years back before I even got my license. And he has a habit of, because he's a nine, he's a nice, he's a good old kind dad. So when things go wrong and I react, he'll give me that look of, maybe we should go home. Like, you look angry. <laughs> and then I react so loud. I'm like, I'm not angry. <laughs> you sound like my three-year-old daughter. That's so funny. Just, I mean, I'm not, not that I'm not calling you no, a three-year-old No, 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 I, but I, I, I totally understand. Because it's, it's, I'm on the wheel, and I'm enjoying it. And then he just detects a little bit of anger. And he goes, we should go home because you're not, you look angry. Yeah. I'm not angry. <laughs> My daughter, my daughter, like, we, we tell her, no, she can't, like, do something. She's, I think she's an eight, right, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants to do everything herself. She's three. And <laughs> Living it. Living be, for it. And to be fair, she probably pours her cereal and milk better than my 11 and 14-year-old, right? Like, she's super competent, most likely an Essie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but if you tell her, no, she can't do something herself, She'll be, she'll fold her arms, get the scowl on her face, and like, and <laughs> right. And the funny thing is, is like she's a petite girl. She's not a like a big like she's just this little thing. She might weigh thirty pounds, right? Yeah, she's three year olds old, just yeah. little. And I'll be like, All right, Serenity, why are you angry? Well, my name is Serenity. Serenity. <laughs> yes, that's yes. the most yeah. ironic, and I love it. No. no. <laughs> really really is ironic and even my wife is like we should have named her something else like phoenix would have even been better like let's go with phoenix you know like that fits. But, although now uh, it's kind of a nice you know don't judge uh you know don't judge her name right away because she'll she'll get you yeah, type of yeah. thing that could work in her favor it could it really <laughs> but no i mean it's like just this bundle of fury and emotion and just huge personality on the other hand on the other hand you get her on the other side of that she can be the most sweet caring person like you've ever met she is obsessed with taking care of people like in a doctor format like she has a doctor kit she's had for two years that she loves to play with and and anybody gets hurt or um as in super aware of if you have like a sore place, if it's a little bit red, like notices it and ask you, are you okay? What did you do? You know, like it can be super gentle and caring and loving on the other hand, you know? So it's, it's fun to see both sides of that dynamic, but just, just the way you were saying, I'm not angry. So it's so her, like she's not angry. Yeah. It's, I don't, (laughs) because in a way I kind of didn't want the, the game to end. So it's it's almost like they're putting a cap on it. So my NE was already upset because you don't put a cap on right. it. Like that's not how it works. Right. I'm very like no. <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun, and it's just 
full on. So it, it made sure to kind of ease off on it because I, I don't usually realize the emotion that I'm putting out may be the impact that they're detecting a little too much. Because mm-hmm. I am the loudest one in the house. So that's kind of, I already knew that already. But it was just, <laughs> yeah, situations like that. Even, um, I knew it. I, it's weird because I knew it in my head. I'm thinking, I'm already thinking the future of like, I'm going to be driving when you need to be in the hospital. When like, I was already at 12. Right. I was already having that mindset. I'm like, if you're going to go down, I'm the one that's going to be behind the wheel. It's not going to be mom. It's not going to be somebody else. Cause you right. don't like calling for help. We know you as an IC, like you don't like asking for right. help. It has to be me. I just am expressive as a person. So that's just kind of how the gig goes. But it's just funny to me because like he, he did not ever want me to use his car when I first got my my N, even if I was already capable of being independent and driving, he did not want me to use a car for about two years until <laughs> I got the class five. I mean, they, I mean, I got my own car in a way, so I got to work that out. Sure. Hated it until it came to the point where the emergency happened and he realized that I could actually handle emergencies. And then he was like, oh. I'm like, you never gave me a chance, bruh. Like, <laughs> never tried. <laughs> you never went for it. I'm like, get your any out. Of your ass and let's get it done because I can do it. <laughs> no, see, that's funny because I used to, um, I mean, as an SE Dom, I used to really push things in driving. Um, mm. I mean, I had my mirrors set up in like not how they tell you to set them up. I had them set up so that I knew if there was about 18 to 24 inches of space between the, my back bumper yeah. and the grill of the car ahead of me. Yeah, that's yeah. how I had to set it. I knew I could get over. It. Might mm-hmm. not be a lot of room, but there was enough room, and that's all I cared and about. Yeah, enough is side. good. Enough is good. Yeah, because odds are, if I'm getting over, I'm not going to be slowing down. I'm going to be getting over and blasting you and getting yes. out of your way anyway, increasing yes. the distance. Yeah. Uh, and so, because of of just my way of driving, I would I would come home, but I was also very conscious to not impede on other people's space when driving to not cause them any issues to prevent them from being safe. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't create dangerous situations. Um, and so I would come home and almost every day when I came home, I'd tell my mom, Oh my goodness, this person cut me off. Or this person did this. Or this. So she thought it was me because I was constantly having these stories. Right. Then seriously, she, she did. And she told me <laughs> that she's like, you. Like you need to slow down or you need to be more careful. I'm like, no, I'm careful. I'm not doing this. Like I'm driving in my lane and they're coming into me. I'm not moving. I've been in this lane for the last like three miles. Yes. Right. Like not, I'm not doing anything. They're coming anyway. So then she started like riding with me places and she saw that this happened to me all the time. It just did. Mm -hmm. I don't know how or why, but. Like I was constantly because, and it's good thing I was an SE user because I was constantly having to adjust for it, or else I probably would have been in, you know, twenty accidents in the first, you know, three years of driving. Yeah. Because, like, and I don't know. Like, I never thought that like drivers here were that bad, but it just happened, you know. And and I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely done plenty of stupid things while driving. Like, you know, I've wrecked cars. <laughs> and it's been my fault not ever hit another car but um yeah but yeah it was just funny that she was like oh no that's that's not you you're not being the problem that that <laughs> yeah. really like i've never seen this happen to anybody else but exactly oh my goodness my mom used to always wonder worry about me and i'm going like yo you realize that 
there are a lot of bad people out there. And like, the argument I would or explain is just, it's not like I will take every safety precaution as needed. Okay. Like, oh, that would always happen. But just because I'm taking that precaution doesn't mean somebody else will. You know, right. I'm still at the mercy of whoever's dumb mistake it was that they weren't really, you know, thinking about. Like when I had an accident because this person hit me in the back because she wasn't thinking, I guess. In, in a way, I could already rationalize why she hit me, but sure. it's her fault, whatever. Right. She was also driving um, her insurance papers was her husband's, not hers. So it was already like on her end. But in a way, it's like those little situations I'm really explaining to them. I'm like, yo, like it's not really me. It's, it is the people around. Um, when I used to work as a tech, like I had my own truck, so I got to drive everywhere. And I would tell them stories. I'd be going, yo, there's so much weird people driving. <laughs> like, there are people out there who try so hard to teach people lessons, but they're not even teachers. So they're just kind of being really, I don't know, annoyances on right. the road. In a highway right. that's busy because it's 8 a.m. and it's a you know rush hour or something. I'm going, now's not a time to play teacher. Like, right. This is not... You know, zip, do your whole zipper motion yep. getting into, like, just be smooth with everybody. And it's just, nope. Sure. I yeah. had some intimid- like intimidation moments because I ha- was driving a truck. So I had my, my fair share of, like, yeah, like, I felt good about it. But, man, the mercy people did not give smaller cars just because they were small. <laughs> I was like, you guys are so me. I was like, let the car get in. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> just, right. I don't know. No, but- but- the only time I'll do that is if somebody who sees things are backed up and people are trying to zipper, like blast up through the lane that's closed up ahead and then try to cut in. Oh. And I'll be like, nah, not today. Yeah. Not that's just, yeah. Like just be, like, they just need to be smart about it because we all want to get to our destination. Right. I mean, the whole, right. like, I, the whole parking thing, have you ever heard of the, what is it? I don't know if they have an American version, but the Canadian's worst driver or something, Canada's worst driver show. I yeah. ate that up. I ate that up so much because they were teaching, like they were, they had people out there. They didn't know how to change the tire. They didn't know how to check the tire pressure. They didn't know if they were driving a standard. And this one girl was like, all I knew is just this and this. That was it. And I'm going, girl, I don't even drive standard. I'm already worried for you. I was like, that clutch girl? I was like, all I know. That's only going to last for so long. Oh, you, the smell that you could probably be getting at? I was like, oh, man. But, yeah, it was kind of funny because it, it did, like, I ate it up because, in a way, I was also kind of telling myself, like, oh, shoot, I need to know how to do these kinds of stuff, too. Like, I can make fun of them for being dumb because they're on a show. But what if i in a situation and don't know what to do? Right. So I'd be like, Dad, like, you and your tools, let's do it. Like, show me how it, does, how it mm-hmm. works. Change the oil, change the tire. Let's make it happen. I need to know. Because if things need to go down and I need to fix it, you know, even if I'm not mechanically inclined, I still know, need to know a basic. Right. right. Especially if I own one, right? Exactly. <laughs> and when the zombie apocalypse comes and I actually don't know how to freaking start a car, you know how sad that way? Like you finally have access to a nice truck that can use it for the apocalypse and you're kind of like, yeah, but I don't know how to drive. Probably. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, there's definitely Definitely plenty of like reality TV shows based around drivers uh, here in the U.S. too. It's it's um, yeah. I mean, there's there's people do dumb stuff in cars all the time. Like, it, do people not ask questions enough? Like, is that what it is? Like, do they just? I think I think they just don't care. I think <laughs> well, I do. I do. How can they have to not care? Because yeah. if, if you had any caring, you would figure these things out. You know, and I guess. 
um, for me, it's like, I want to know how something works in its entirety. Mm. Right. Because if there's a function on it, it's probably there for a reason and for a specific time and a purpose. And if I'm ever in that, I want to know how to use it. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know? And yeah. so for me, that's how I look at it. Um, I learned how to drive a standard transmission when I still had my learner's permit. I'm so jealous because I'm like, I never had that opportunity. So I'm like, I need to hunt somebody. <laughs> At least I know who does. I, I'm, in the, I'm in a place where I know who does drive it. So I just have to hound on them and be like, yo, can I borrow your car? <laughs> yeah, right. You know how this goes. I mean, it also didn't hurt. I was in uh, transportation for the Air Force. Nah, yeah. Driving tractor well, trailers and well, standard transmission makes more sense in those situations because you sure. don't have control, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, the reason bigger vehicles tend to have standards is just because um, you're controlling the amount of torque that you need gotcha. as well. Um, and you would burn out a synchro mesh, which is what makes that smooth transition in, in, in most standard transmissions these days. Yeah. But like, you know, in a car, you can just press the clutch, push it into the next gear, mm-hmm. let off the clutch and hit the gas. Well, in like most tractor trailers, you actually have to match your the RPMs of the engine and the speed of your vehicle to shift. You, you have to do that matching. Um, but it's good because in a way you're keeping it, you're efficient in that sense because yeah. you're also, you're saving the life of your vehicle at the same time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, like, here's a, you, you want to see stories. Here's one. Um, I was getting, so I was in the air force and I was getting my final over the road qualification for tractor trailer driving. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was when I was stationed, I was stationed in New Mexico. We were driving to Tonopah, Nevada, which is where area 51 is, mm-hmm. um, to drop off some secret parts off of the, our old stealth bombers. Um, anyway, so we're driving through the mountains in Nevada and I'm coming down, downhill into a town and I'm measuring my distance, getting the proper slowing and all this stuff because on a tractor trailer, um, they have air brakes. And if you just push them down, like you would in a car, they'll overheat and walk up. Gotcha. Okay. So there's other ways you want to downshift and let the engine slow your vehicle down, but it takes a lot more distance to do that. Mm. Right. Um, so I'm doing this whole process going into this town and I was about to downshift again and I see this car off on the side road and I'm like, he's going to pull out in front of me. He does not, you know, people don't want to wait for a tractor trailer to pass and get behind them. They just don't. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause we're slow. I get it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have a big load and I don't slow down as fast as you guys do as mm-hmm. any other car on the road. Right. Yeah. Like it takes me greater distance and time to slow down and stop. Well, he does. He pulls out right in front of me. And I have this mini heart attack. Um, because what I'd been doing is I would downshift. I would let the engine slow down. I would rev and then downshift, right? So I mm. could get my RPMs to the right speed to match the, the speed of the vehicle and shift down. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing this process, but he cuts out in front of me. I haven't slowed down as much as I sh- should to downshift again, but I need to. So I actually have to hit the brakes, then the gas, then clutch, shift, 
but I slow down so much, and with the weight of my trailer, it starts to go over to the side a little bit, which is what mm. trailers do when you're yeah. right? So in a truck, there's a bar. Um, it's called a Johnson bar. And, and you pull it, and it only puts brakes on the trailer. Gotcha. Right? So when the trailer slows down, it pulls it back in line. Gotcha. So I have to do all this downshifting, push this, and then I flip a switch to use engine brakes, which is where you um, vent the exhaust back through the engine. It's very like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, in a split second, have to do all this stuff or else I would run this car over. Yeah. Literally, like, I would flatten it. And it's like this this little, like, Giro Metro, like, tiny little thing that'd be like. We just wanted right. to get ahead. Like. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, it's also got, like, maybe three cylinders going, you know, like, it's just, it's got no acceleration in it. Well, I do. Fortunately, I stop, and the guy who is the, who's my trainer or who is you know watching this whole process is like, "Yeah, you just passed. You just passed the drive. <laughs> like you don't even have to finish driving there. You don't have to drive on the way back. If you can do that and handle this situation, you're good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it's that's one of those high that, level things that's already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it was nuts. And I mean, I had to. I had to literally be inches from this dude's bumper trying to slow down to not hit Man, him. it's just that trusting that small little... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was nuts. Dude, my friend can but, do those turns, even in his car. Like, he has those moments. Because it's like, it's like, only this, Navy? It's like, it's fine. You're fit. And I'm going... Good. <laughs> I was like, I know. You got, you got this, bro. You got this. Let's exactly. Go. And I'm always, like, freaking out. going like, okay, let's do it. Faith, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, it's just full on. <laughs> Because I, I don't see what you see. Like, it's very, that to me is a different thing for me. Like, that little bit. Because that little space is being filled with any, and it's not hard. It's not working out. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> no. So here's, here's the thing. And here's, every I'm, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, oh, my goodness, I want SE. I'm so jealous of SE. I want SE in my life. How do I develop SE? I want, you know, like all this stuff. And being an SE dom, you know, they're like, oh, I'm jealous of you. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. But the thing is, and the reason I think they see that is because the physical concrete world we live in is literally all about SE, right? Like, like mm-hmm. that is the concrete world is SE, and we all have to live in it, mm-hmm. right? We all have to live in the physical world. And so I get that desire. But I look at people with, especially with like NE and NI and FI, Right, because those are all things I'm terrible at. <laughs> they are. They really are. And I'm like, your guys's ability to be creative and authentic and to produce this vision is astounding to me. Okay, I'm not saying I'm like uncreative, but it's in a very like. To me, it's like I'm playing with Duplos and you guys are playing with Legos. Right, like I've got the big chunky blocks. And I can get these basic concepts down, but you guys are doing the finesse, all the little fine detail points that make the picture worth looking at, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, like, it's easy to be jealous of what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to revel in and be grateful for what you do have sometimes. That's it's, very easy, it's very easy for me to look at at my physical capabilities and be like, okay, I feel like a jack of trades, right? 
Mm -hmm. I feel like a jack of all trades. I can do a little bit of everything, but I don't have that depth and ability and perfection of a lot of these other types who just stick into it and keep at it and develop that and have the creative element to see all the possibilities and prepare for it. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. It's, or, or maybe I, I have it, but it's weak for me. And so I thrive off of other people's imaginations and possibilities and, and concepts and, and things that they're able to put out there. Um, so realize if you don't have strong SD, don't, don't think that's a negative to you as a person, right? Don't think that you're deficient in any way. We all have to live in this concrete world. And so some people are going to be more adept at it, but we also all have a theoretical mental space that we do live in. Mm. And, and you're just more able to manipulate that space just because it's not as noticeable to people. They don't maybe count on it as much, but it's still, that's a, a huge strength um, for you and towards people who have those skills. And it just comes back to, we need people of every type because everybody has strengths. Everybody has things that they can use to benefit everyone else. And it's just a matter of appreciating other people, even if they're different, even if you don't understand their function and their process and why they're doing it, mm -hmm. they have strengths and they're using them. So try to figure out how you can not just um, understand it, but how you mm -hmm. can mesh with it, how you guys can become symbiotic and work together and benefit each other. And like, if we do that, like there's literally nothing that we can't do. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as an SE, I'm all too happy to take intuitives concepts and make them a reality and push those detail points of the physical world into conformity with those ideas. But I need help generating those ideas. Mm -hmm. I can't, like, I don't, it's, it's one of those things where it's like my wife gets this concept for something she would like, and then I'll run with it to make it happen. And I'll deal with the details and, and all the fine touches and all of the aesthetics of it. But I need that input to begin with, to give me a direction and a guidance to go with. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of balance between types that I think the more we interact and can appreciate and accept the, the more full and rich life in general would be. That's true. I actually definitely agree with that. I didn't expect, that's funny because I didn't expect the full on <laughs> ESTP advice given. And I was like, dang, that's actually pretty, really, really good. Um, it's funny because as you were saying, I had a similar, I guess, gig as an intu from the intuitive side in a way, because I, ha I know a lot of intuitives who constantly talk about how they're bad sensing, they're terrible at this. Um, I mean, I own it. Like I have horrible spatial awareness sometimes. Like when it comes to estimating, it's not my gig. But at the same time, because we like you said, we live in a concrete world, we also have tools to make it happen. Like I can compensate my lack of measuring with a measuring tape. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I may not be able to have the best, like my friend can just be like, that's about a foot and a half and you'd be right and for me if i can't do it i'll just 
Because if yeah. I'm alone and he's not there, that I can't just call him and be like, oh yeah, sure. foot and a half. I'm like I can figure that out now. And sure. yeah. like, and the thing is with me, it's like I can't. I don't know for intuitives. It's like it's not a time to give up just because we can't interact with the physical world. Because like with myself, I pushed myself in that sense. Because in a way, like I can't let myself be completely. Stuck into any world as much as I love it. It's my world. It's my realm. Whatever. It's also there's also beauty in another area as well. And this happens to be the real world, <laughs> the concrete world that I'm. Because like I am just now learning like how to drive a forklift. You know, I'm an any dumb, a bad sensing, but I can do it. And the thing is, is like that people could be like, oh my goodness, like measuring, like how do you do it? I'm like, honestly, you just have to trust the process. <laughs> I'm like, you just trust the process. Because <laughs> in a way, you trust that, you know, Jesus take the wheel again and you just take a moment. But because it also helps your job, like you kind of have to do something about it. And I don't know, like I feel my place on the plants always like telling people that you have, you always are blessed with, if not the people around you who have the tools or you are also blessed with the potential to even assimilate those tools in yourself because like i taught myself how to stop moving around in sleep during my sleep you know i taught myself to get out of my sleep uh was it the 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 sleep nightmare thing you can't move like i taught myself out of that like i taught myself how to you know do all kind like you kind of have to push yourself like even if it's Mm -hmm. scary like i feel like as an si user we have that Ooh, out of my comfort zone i don't know what it's gonna be but then i'm also on any dom so throw me in and see what happens so it's kind of you know, you, we have to do it. Like, we can't just rely, um, there's a half of me that says, like, you can't just expect that someone's going to be out to save you, but at the same time, if their help is there, then take it. Right. Uh, it's, it's not even a measure of, like, take that pride out, take that ego out of the way, and just accept, like, own it when you need to, take help when you need to, or, like, do that whole gig because it helps you in the way. And then you, if you're surrounded by people who are looking for the best intentions for yourself, then keep those people, <laughs> keep them tools in your in your shed because that's good. Um, yeah, like I would tell, like I would tell my friends, I've never, I could never own up a lot of my skills without crediting the people who helped me. Like an INTJ taught me how to do taxes. You know, I ain't, like even if you know we're not friends anymore or something, that's still I have to credit that person no matter what. Sure. And even like yeah. even, it's funny because we even reconnected. Like, a year ago, I think. And then she was like, oh, so what happened? And I'm like, I still credit you in front of people and tell you that, you know, you helped me do taxes. Nice. Like, oh, really? Like, you don't hate me? I'm like, I can still hate you with my FI. Like, it's fine. But I mean, the right. TV rule is, you know, it's still there. The credit is you give it where it's due. So in a way, like I have the like, same thing with my parents. Yeah, they may be SI doms and they're kind of sticklers sometimes with themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, my mom taught me that she doesn't want me to grow up useless. That was, she has a three fix. She was like, mm-hmm. I hate you to be useless. I don't want that to happen. I don't want you to put burden on your future significant other. If you ever go out and date, she's like, you're going to learn how to do everything. So I was the guy that was learning like housework at six and seven. Because <laughs> I, I was doing all the laundry for our family at 10, you know, like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's so funny because it's like nowadays I, you have all these skills now that, like I was sewing my pants the other day because I was yeah. just, I'm like, I have holes and I'm technically socially distancing myself from people now since the virus. So I'm just going to start sewing <laughs> and like friends will be like, we're going to come pick you up for a party. I'm like, great. Hold on. I'm just finishing uh, my pants. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> right. 
it's yeah, just that's skills. Fun. Just collecting skills. Yep. Um, how long do you have an idea how long we've been talking? I think we've been it's been two and a half hours actually. Two and a half hours. Goodness which I was just about to say, I've had a blast, but I'm actually gonna have to go get my kids some. Yeah, lunch. yeah. I was I was already feeling it because I was already looking at my because right now it's what. 11.30 for you? Yeah, it's 11.30. Yeah, because it just hit 9.30 for me, and I'm thinking, okay, that's a good time. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, though, I, you have to cut it long? <laughs> I like to say cut it short, but like, I guess you have to cut it long. Right. Um, for everybody out there viewing, listening, whatever, I'm actually going to have the audio of our conversation, Dan, on um, Monday. It's going to be released. Okay. However, I will have the video of us on the on the premium one for people if they want to catch it early that's up to them if they want to um if they don't know that's up to them i'll have your links up like i'll have your website up like for just using everything like, for those listening like you guys will get the full experience <laughs> you get the full gig this was been amazing i was super happy that i finally got sit down and because i can't always do that with my estp friend like as much as i want to it's he lives a sure. city away so i have to go or he comes to heat like you know it's very like that's a, the digital side is kind of nice because you get to have this moment right so to really delve into se especially with somebody who's into type as well like who's familiar with like this is my dominant function and i'll make it happen and i'm like <laughs> damn like this is this is how we do um no i love it i absolutely love it and it definitely it's i don't know i just want to add that it fits the whole formula that i was going out where i took a step back to listen and just really take it in yeah you even got to put in some really good advice for people like come on <laughs> like people need to like, hear it and like make it happen because it sounds it's honestly it's a really good perspective to take in and carry with them in their life because i mean we're not gonna get younger i'm gonna be that 60 year old feeding pigeons and then you know doing that like i imagine myself as that kind of groovy grandpa <laughs> at some point I, i'm seeing it it's either pigeons or i'm going to be fighting geese at the local lake that's kind of my limit <laughs> yourself right i just i'm still up for extreme winter camping though i need to get that happen. i was selling binyamin on this i was like i need to go out into the woods set up a camp thing and just make it happen in the dead of winter i mean at this point why not because it's yeah. right I, and everyone's yeah, isolating. isolating <laughs> I feel okay. So, so I mean, throw that idea out there, and I get all excited about like the reality of it. I'm like, dude, okay, here's what we got to do. We're gonna have to meet up after this whole virus thing is over, and and we're just gonna like film the two of us like on a weekend camping trip or something. Like it's gonna. Dude, it. Ah, so it would be. I would. I would have a tendency to overpack food. So. Hey, you know what? That's great. I'll eat it. Too. Let's go. SP7 over here. Like, I'm just going to be packing everything. I would, and then I'd like, and since I've just recently gotten into cooking now, so I can like just start creating things, right? Because why not? Yeah. I watch too many of those videos where people are just creating things like burying fish in like a bunch of salt. Right. Cooking it in like an iron oven. Like it sounds fantastic. Like, I'm here for that energy. But anyways, um, yeah, we're cutting it long. Um, for those folks to listen, you can get it early if you get it to the whole premium thing. If you're not, you can wait Monday. It's going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great morning, a great start, I guess, for the rest of the week. Um, if you guys are just all at home chilling, this would be pretty entertaining. <laughs> I would hope so. But I know the stories of, you know, it's great. I'm going to re-listen to this again and then get into this whole gig. But anyways, uh, thanks so much, Dan, for showing up. This yeah, was, thanks this for was, having me. It was a good time, for sure. It was fantastic. Um, but yeah, until everybody comes in, uh, stay tuned to the next one. Who knows who's next? <laughs> Who's right. my next victim in this in this moment? But anyways, yeah. that's your new uh, title, right? Just 
I'm just a kidnapper. That's basically what it is. This is how it is. It's going to be my job now. Nice. Like, I like it. Yeah. Anyways, bye.